0: You asked for it, you wanted a wild man in the studio Here he is, he hasn't headbutted the microphone yet so far tonight He does have four-siders on standby It's going to get crazy Right, you said you wanted his jail and prison stories because True Geordie, it was left hanging 10,000 likes, no, not um. we haven't had a follow-up yet So here he is And for those people who are not familiar with the wild man the wild man is my best friend from childhood grew up together in a chemical manufacturing town called witness our early little rendezvous around the country going raves together going in pubs telling them the slot machines hadn't paid out we would won the jackpot and they'd hand over a couple of quid for us to go and get some fish and chips and stuff with little car washing deal we had outside of the pubs all these kind of things these are what we were doing growing up in our little town then Wellman gets in shit in England for a kebab theft. Um, does some prison time in this country. I'm in America. I've been to studious one now. Got my degree. Gone off working in the stock market. And my goal is, you know, think, fly Wellman out. Maybe get him a job as a wrestler. Anyway, Wildman comes out and he's deported like three times. He's classified as a menace to society by the judge in America. I'm sending Mission Impossible style teams of people through Mexico and Canada, smuggling him back in the country. Um, and he's, he's he's going on the rampage on crystal meth, staying up for days. We just don't see him for days, and then staying up for weeks. He comes back with his shoes all broken, his feet all bleeding, doesn't even know where he's been. So the prosecutor, when all this went down, we all got arrested, said that Wildman was the lead enforcer for the criminal enterprise... And we'll start out, because we were in competition with Sammy the Bull Gravano back then in Arizona. I was importing the ecstasy. Um, We had one of our customers... Oh, yeah, I'll just give a disclaimer. So when Wellman tells his stories, he often just throws out people's real names. But in the books, the legal department has made me change everybody's name and even descriptions of them. So if I have written a story in a book and I've called one Smackdown... And Wildman says his name was Knockout. That does not mean we are lying. We're making all this up. Wildman used a different name than's in the book. I just can't remember the <laughs> folks' names.
1: <so>. It's <laughs> easier to go with the truth, <laughs> isn't
0: it? Right. Back to the enforcer stuff. And a woman working for me. Her name was Mindy. <laughs> no surnames. And I couldn't pronounce <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> I had an, I had a, um I had another guy working for me. Let's call him Handsome Mark. And Handsome Mark was buying a lot of pills off us. Anyway, Mindy went to him one day and gave him like 15 grand for 1,000 ecstasy pills. And Handsome Mark says, yeah, you know, I'll get your pills. So she assumes he's getting the pills from me. But he was playing both sides. He was now going through Sammy the Bull with the money. So he went off to Sammy the Bull's crew... Using to get- <laughs> our money. <laughs> Cheeky swat. So <laughs> he goes off and buys his pills for Sammy the Bull's crew. As he's driving away from the establishment, he gets pulled over, doesn't he? And the cops take the pills off him. So now he's got no money. He's got no pills. He goes back to Mindy, tells her, here's what happened. Sorry, so she thinks now, like, a member of our organisation has ripped her off, and she goes to Wildman, and yeah. I'll let Wildman take
1: over. She basically said, look, uh, I'm upset, and I, I don't know what to do about it. I give, I give GM, and well, there we go again. What do you call him? <laughs> <Nelson> Mark. Mark. <laughs> yeah, I, I, give my, I give Mark the money for the pills, and uh, th- he's gone to, he's gone to get, get him off someone else. And he's not even going to give me them either. So he's basically ripped me off. And then, so I thought, all right, leave it with me. Leave it with me. Found out where GM's flat was. Give him a day or two to come correct. Because I thought, well, you know, it might take him a couple of days to get a thousand pills and get decent ones. So we might still come good. But either, either way, he's using our money. But I didn't want to just go in and like spark him out if he hasn't got the money or the pills. because That'd be just, you know, be pointless, really. So, a friend of ours comes and picks me up. We'll call him Skinner. Skinner, yeah. Skinner. Skinner. And he takes me over to GM's. We go into GM's. I confront him, ask him what the fucking hell's going on. He just said he just thought at the time it was a good idea. And like, blah, blah, blah. I said, there's never a good idea, is it, to use Sean's money? Fucking Sammy the Rat and them, is it, really? How do you think that's going to go down? We're not going to trust you never the fucking again. So we went to answer backs. back. So we just fucking launched him. He was like over the counter there near the breakfast bar. And I just sparked him. And he literally went over the fucking breakfast bar. In doing so, one of his handsome teeth got stuck in me fucking hand there. Don't know if you can see the scar there, but I've got a scar there. Where like fucking his fucking tooth was stuck in it. So I've launched him. He's on the floor. Fucking... We go, we searched the house, search up and down, can't find the pills or we can't find anything. But what we did do is we took his passport away from him because we thought, well, he can't go anywhere without a fucking passport, you know what I mean? We did say we <laughs> didn't we? And, um, another name drop. <laughs> so, yeah, so like, I get in the fucking car, <laughs> go, oh, dude, we're gonna have to take you to the fucking hospital. So said, nah, it'll be fucking all right. He said, you got a fucking tooth stuck in your hand? So, goes to this fucking hospital, and like the nurse pulls it fucking out, and she goes, what happened here? I thought, well, I'm not going to lie, I said, that that I got into an altercation and smacked someone in the mouth, really, how else do you think I've got a tooth in my fucking hand? He said, there's no need to be sarcastic, is there? I said, oh, me and my stupid mouth. So, she gets this, like, hydro peroxide, and they pour it in, and it's stinging like fuck, and this stuff just bubbles. It bubbles, but cleans it all out. So I thought, oh, that's good enough. And I should have never given this fucking nurse jit. Because she's got like a rag then. Her fucking clean, her clean, her like a tipex. And she's fucking digging in and digging in. I went, hey! She goes, well, I've just got to clean it, haven't I? You know, the mouth's very infectious. You get lots of diseases from the mouth. I went, oh, never again will I give nurses fucking shit. So she's cleaned it all up. And... She goes, do you want stitches? We're going to have to put stitches in it. But You're going to have to come back tomorrow for the stitches because we're going to let it clean. And we'll bandage it up and you come back. I thought, fuck you off. There's no way in fucking out. I'm coming to you for fucking anything after you did that. So I nearly fucking passed out with the pain, you know what I mean? And this is a guy who was like getting tased
0: was his party trick, so that must have been painful.
1: So what I basically did, not if you can see it up close, what I basically did, I just got a needle and thread. And so I got needle and thread and put a few stitches in myself. That's the close-up camera if
0: you want to just hold it then. Yeah. yeah.
1: I got needle and thread and I stitched it up a bit like that. And I thought, well, don't roughly know what I'm doing. So I got one of them hook threads like that, needles. And I stuck it in, got it round. And after doing a couple of thoughts, I like that. sound like, you know what I mean, really leave it at that. But the thread he used was like it was more like fishing fucking wire, so it was like fucking it was like that forever. Eventually, he had to go to the hospital to get it cut off. So then they said like, "Who's done this?" because they knew it wasn't professional. I said, "Oh, I did it actually." He says, "Well, what the hell do you use fishing wire for?" I went. Woof. Should you think I had in the fucking house at the time? You know what I mean.
0: I didn't like some of Sammy the Balls crew start taunting you then, saying they were going to like. Yeah,
1: I had some. I had a guy come round at the time. I was knocking one some bird off as well. Um, I don't know what we can call her. <laughs> Let's call her a real name. Fuck it. I'm knocking this bird off, course, <laughs> and she's knocking some of Sammy the Bulls people off too. And this one guy we met him in prison a bit later on i caught up with him he's on the phone to me and he's like listen i've heard what you've done with gm and we don't approach things like that i want to meet you for the straight and have, me and you will have a straight and all that and <laughs> telling me look take no nonsense with him he's trying to fucking set you up he wants you to get to a certain fucking car park and as soon as you fucking get there he's gonna have you fucking nicked so he phoning up saying i know where you live i'm gonna come get you i'm gonna come do this i'm gonna come and do that so in the end i'm just laughing about it after a while i thought you know what Fuck you you ain't gonna do fucking shit." so fucking i remember going to this, this nightclub where fucking we were like he hangs around and uh, he wasn't there though that night so we just got a couple of titty girl dancers and fucking had a few lap dancers and that was about it but he kept on pestering and kept on pestering kept on pestering in the end i caught up with him many years ago in towers and I said, well, oh, let's go sort that fucking little deal out. Oh no, 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 listen, listen, listen. I fucking I'm sorry about all that. He said, I I have been told by fucking some of the some of the, the heads like we've got to get you out of the equation. We've got to get rid of you somehow. So, I mean, fucking we were literally gonna dry snitch. He actually told me he's he was gonna get me to the fucking car park, watch me blow his car up and then fucking have me arrested. So yeah, that's what happens when you work with rats. So, wow man, we all did get arrested. It was
0: May sixteenth, two thousand and two. Just before you got arrested, Lar, what was life like for you leading up to your arrest? In a few weeks or days before,
1: it was a bit chaotic, to be fair, because I'm knocking some young bird off, and then, but I'm trying to get back with. <laughs> so it was my birthday at the time, and I'm trying to get back with. So she's living in farmer. By young body means mean stripper, not underage. Yeah, 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 yeah stripper. <laughs> so I'm trying to get back with. <laughs> so I move into the family house for a bit because at the time she's got two kids still there as well. No, three kids. Wild woman. Yeah, wild woman. So um, I go back there and we're getting on. We're kind of getting on anyway, but it comes up a lot that fucking, you know, and Sean don't really help, because Sean just comes around and says, come on, we we'll are go to a titty bar or something. <laughs> he just says it's to wind the fucking up, you know what I mean? I'm getting all these messages like, <coughs> get me out of here, take me to the titty bar. Yeah, but you don't have to tell her that. You can <laughs> well, say you're going to take subway <laughs> or somewhere.
0: Co- Our code was with playing pool, remember? That's what I used to say. You'd rub it in and tell the truth.
1: Yeah, I know, fuck it.
0: She's like, what am I, Chop fucking liver? I'm, you're going to Titty Bar, I'm fucking coming with you then!
1: She was a mad bitch, she really <laughs> was. She'd run out, running out to the car, fucking... remember one time I'm fucking sat there and I'm talking shit on some phone for some fucking girl, like... And she comes in, she goes, do you want a butty? A butty's a sandwich, it's gauss language. I went, yeah, I'll have a cheese and ham, please. She goes, okay then. She comes in, grabs the fucking phone and just smashes it on my fucking nose. Cheese and ham sandwich, you cheeky twat! <laughs> Fuck off! Go and shag these little titty girl bitches. When I see you, I'm going to rip her tits off. <laughs> so I kept them away from one another. They met up once though, and uh, <laughs> smacked her around. So it's pretty chaotic leading up to the arrest. Yeah.
0: Is there any like signs that cops might be about to make a move? Are you suspicious? Well,
1: very suspicious because like. I was always suspicious anyway. I'd go on midnight fucking walks. I'd patrol the block and everything, mate. Fucking hell. Got this one time. I just so happened to look up. And where we lived, 10P, it's student, like university. But all the roads around there, same as Tucson. They're all dead dark, aren't they? They don't yeah. really have street lighting, do yeah. they As such? Yeah. So I'm wandering around and thinking, look. And I just walk out the fucking house. And the house I had... It had a big metal gate like that at the front, and it had like fucking, it had a lock on it, so the police would have to fucking do something to really get in, and like a big chain on it as well. So, which was pointless really, because you could have just jumped over the fucking back gate and come in the fucking back door, because <laughs> that didn't even have a lock. <laughs> so anyway, I I'll fucking, I go out for a mooch, and I thought to myself. August called the bar around the corner there. Because it was nice to go and fucking just be normal. I went to, the, I think it was called Chili's. I went there just to have a couple of beers and just sit back and just chill and watch the world go around. Thinking, oh, was he following me or was he not? They had this long fucking thing about Mexicans following me. And all it was, it was like, I was up early in the morning walking around and all they were actually doing was guarding us. They were in the white van. And like fucking, I kept on seeing this white van early in the morning. thought, oh, I'll have these come, so I'll have them. And I'd follow them to different apartment <coughs> places. Works out they're just gardeners, doesn't it? Bastards. So I'm scoping him out too. I'm sat on the fucking wall, like fucking looking around like that. I think, oh, I'll have him. And I'm thinking, why's she got a strimmer? Why's he got a lawnmower? <laughs> they did cotton on at first. I thought, it fucking good. I don't you know what I mean. You must have mics or something as well, like. But uh, so I'm (laughs) sat at the bar and thinking, I might have to chill out on the drugs for a bit, because it just didn't feel right. You know, things are going down. You know, when you're supposed to go and collect money and everyone's disappearing, you don't know where the fucking hell they are. The last scene at fucking HMP, fucking whatever, or last scene fucking at the mum's and then just disappeared. So, like, no one was turning up with debt. No one was really turning up anywhere. Everywhere, was, apart apart from people being around, they would just sort of like go on fucking vacation. So we definitely thought there was something up. Really did think there was something up. But what really give it away when I come back from the fucking bar after a couple of pints, I just looked up and went, all right, It's a guy in the telephone pole. Right, swear to fucking God, God's on his truth. He's up in the telephone pole up there. And he's got like this fucking belt on. No fucking tools, whatsoever, fucking ever. Just doing something up there. I went, you all right, mate? You all right? So what are you doing? You got no tools? <laughs> I went, all right. Do you want to come and see it out? Uh, I walked in. And then I come out and I, there's fucking, there was a few people in the house. And then I went, hey, look at this. This cunt's here. He's fucking up my telephone pole. He's got no tools. Fucking Houdini, this cunt's, in he? What's he going to do with no tools? <laughs> so I said let's go and get an axe and start pretending to chop the fucking throw you know, the telephone pole down that'll <laughs> shit him up won't it but he was a copper so they'll probably got done for that in the end <laughs> he could have took some tools up and looked like he was doing something though like, you know what I mean <clears throat> they weren't exactly that fucking were that intelligent were they when the shit hit the fan oh when the shit hit the fan I shit myself though honest to god just sat there smoking crack I took this fucking lovely morning hit I think, oh God, that feels good that. I was gonna have a baking bussy thought, no, fuck, I'm not eating now. I'm just gonna smoke crack and do whatever drugs I've got. Because I normally I don't like to keep drugs in, in the house. What what quantities of drugs are we consuming at this point? Like I was probably doing oh god, quite a bit really. I was probably doing about a quarter ounce of crack a day. I was probably doing about the equivalent of like a hundred dollars worth of glass a day met crystal meth yeah really probably powerful doing meth couple of E's um, 50 bag of bud and um, acid if We ever had acid gel tabs I'd be fucking just eating them i right do like Skittles and then all the Mexican pharmaceuticals as well oh yeah <clears throat> and then and I'd have like if it'd been up for a few days I'd have like Percocets fucking Vicodin fucking Zani bars, and then we'd decide to fucking make our own fucking drugs up get ketamine and put fucking Zanny with it, and fucking do all fucking... do we quite go, weren't we? All of this stuff in
0: expanded versions is on Wildman's playlist. All his stories, his Mexico stories, his party stories, True Geordie clips, and all of his prison stuff is on Wildman's playlist, and there's a link in the description box below this video if you want to get the full backstory. There's hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of it. So just click in the description box, or if you're on your phone, that down arrow, click there, and it'll all come up in the information below the video if you want to get all, the, all of that full stuff. But we're going we're gonna to keep going with all these um,
1: full podcasts. We're doing Wildman on the full podcast now Yeah, as I'm well. going to come down more often, even though it takes four fucking hours. <laughs> um, but I know that, I know actually where to get off now, and where, I'm where to like, what, what trains to go to. I'm walking around Waterloo, like, Paddington some fucking bows and, know oh, I don't get here, excuse me. And I'm asking total foreigners, they haven't got a fucking clue. I went round three times. This guy said, Oh, you go that way. Oh, you go that way. I kept going back there the same fucking way. So <laughs> I'll ask the fucking British Rail guy. He knows. So
0: the day of your rest, you've skipped the bacon sandwich. I've skipped the bacon so sandwich. For crack.
1: I'm, I'm smoking the last of my crack. I'm getting all the little bits of drugs up. I've got. This thinking. is Tempe, Arizona. Yeah, Tempe, Arizona. So, and then all the year, I Yeah, I hear the police and they're like, fucking come out with your hands up and blah, 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 blah. So I go outside and look, uh, casually come in. There was me, <laughs> the three kids, and there was a... <laughs> but <laughs> fucked off prior to this. So he, he was there that night, but he'd gone before we all got arrested. So I look and I think, oh, fuck hell, yeah, it is the police too. But they're like fucking sort of, I see DA, I see fucking ATF, I see... They've all got Bally's on and shit. So I'm thinking, is it DA? Is Sarah fucking Jackman going on here? I'm going to open the door to these cunts, you know what I mean? <laughs> <coughs> it was a multi-agency investigation. You come at the gate and I thought, they're not going to get through that gate. The fucking biggest pair of bolt cusses I've ever seen in my fucking life. It just, The gate just fucking went like fucking straw, you know what I mean? Clink, 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 going in. <laughs> get out hands on the ground fucking down on the floor <coughs> and one of them came over and he said are you all right Peter and I went yeah why yes it's a mistaken identity some shit this is what's going on <laughs> and he's like you'll find out you'll find out soon enough as long as you're all right though he didn't take it there was him and two others with masks on now I don't know whether they would be they would be undercover or whether they had been in our organisation and just like to find out what was going on, but it it just felt funny they would call me by my name. You know
0: what I mean? Well, I read all of the police reports, and what happened was they had approached people <coughs> saying that they were from out of town and they wanted to buy our pills. And then the old out-of-town routine, we were familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the court documents, they said they could not infiltrate the organisation because we were too close-knit and we always like would re- re- reject them if they said they were from out-of-town.
1: And that's how they authorised the judge to listen to the phone calls. Remember them two guys? It must have been shady thinking about it. Now I tried to set the deal up. They wanted like thousands and thousands of pills, but we didn't know them from fucking Adam. <laughs> And they were, like, pretty big fucking like weightlifting guys type of guy. But, like, we didn't know him from Adam. But thinking about it now, they it's had... probably like, them. They had the cop wrote all over them. Yeah, yeah. It's all all in the paperwork. They did, they did try to do that multiple times. Uh, so, I'm thinking, oh, fucking hell, this has come down. By this time, now, fucking me crack eyes gone. I'm thinking I should have had me bacon fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> we put us in a van... And then we don't go too far up. We go up to Tempe. Uh, we're in Tempe, but we we'll go a little bit further. Up near where the um, the bus stop was around there. And they had a big white fucking unit.
0: They set up a unit just for our arrest. had yeah, away from they had.
1: everyone else. What had actually happened was they arrested <laughs> all of us simultaneously. It's a big fucking word, isn't it? But I couldn't spell it. They come at us. They got some people on the fucking highway, just like literally driving i you think, oh, I'm getting followed there. You see it all the time in movies. He actually fucking was. Cody fucking Bates was on
0: Cody Bates, Um, dead now. Can you Google it? Biden in a Scientology rehab. He was driving on the motorway. He said he'd been seeing helicopters a lot. He thought he was in Goodfellas and all this shit he was tripping. But as he's on the motorway and police bikes, motorbikers, he got completely surrounded by all these police motorbikes, his
1: car, and they just fucking took him off I wouldn't mind though but the freeway like, uh, probably about two months before all this happened Sean got out of the game cause he, he knew what was happening because he, he was just like basically would they come for you? you you were fucking on your bird weren't you didn't have any drugs at all no. No. my bird had like said like you gotta fucking chill and um it, yeah it had been almost a year and before. also foul I think because I remember talking to <laughs> call it, yeah a Claudia Claudia yeah <laughs> <laughs> james is going
0: to make some adjustments <laughs>
1: <laughs> talking to claudia and she was she was like wait there's a ghost outside and they obviously tried to that was my girlfriend she's obviously trying fighting the girls more so i'm like oh you're all right and like little scouse mouse <laughs> like oh they've got fuck all on his Fuckin', fucking fucking tits. Woman. these are fucking i don't know what the fucking hell they are about. search my house they haven't found fuck all mind you they wouldn't with this fucking fat bastard there and he does all the fucking drugs i'm like shut up but you know, where's fucking true, it i said well good job i did it good job i cleaned out you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but i think they found they found some like sleeping tablets on Claudia. you pathetic what they're not going to get you done for but they were just like really sort of like telling them that this is like serious and all that i'm like oh no it's not that's not serious later on we found out when we were going to madison and I looked around I thought, I know him, I know him, I know him. I thought, oh, fuck, you know, he got every fucking ear, haven't he?
0: So yeah. So we, had, we had,
1: went through the, the horseshoe. By that time, we were just waiting to get the horseshoes, like where they start. When you first go in there, they, they pack you down to make sure you've got no drugs and that stuff on you. And then they'll put you in that cell uh, And then they'll give you the Ladmo bag. Basically, that's like a sandwich and a, a grapefruit. like a pack of cheese crackers maybe if you're lucky and then you'd go to the next one where they just keep on moving you around and then the third one you'd go and have your fingerprints done and they do your fingerprints and by this time they find out who you are once they find out who you are they come and they hit you with your charge you you just have a piece of paper that tells you your charges i had a few but I thought to myself, "Well, they can't get me for drugs because I didn't have no fucking drugs on me. They haven't found no drugs in me bastard out. So how the fuck hell can they do me for drugs?" But later on, we found out that it was just phone calls or anything. Because me and Wild Woman we were fucking off it, we'd like fucking and yeah, we'd talk a lot about on the phone about me here or I'll fucking I'll do this and that. I'd threaten people on the fucking phone all day long. And like but fucking but I'd follow through to So they had me for enforcing and I thought well they still can't have me for fucking drugs. I've got one on them there, haven't I? Everybody else is getting done for drugs, so they can't do me for drugs. So I haven't got no fucking drugs. But um they did dwindle fucking to charge me <laughs> with drugs as well, didn't they? What they do is
0: it's called a conspiracy case. So if we roll the clock back a bit before the weeks leading up to Wild Man's arrest, long before that, Wild Woman was actually raided previously. And on that occasion, the police alleged to have found thousands of ecstasy pills, tens of thousands of hits of acid, ketamine, GHB, Mexican pharmaceuticals, cocaine, crystal meth. There was a lot of stuff, wasn't but there? It, yeah, but it wasn't in there. Or... house,
1: was it? it was just no, a no. That's why I said alleged.
0: Or... Alleged. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all alleged. So it was like...
1: <laughs> Obviously, it was ours. There was a fucking empty <laughs> house next door, you know? Could have got the safe out a little bit further away. Look, you know, so I on your doorstep. Van Bjorden would have been good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, we all get taken to this processing centre. Oh, Before, can I say
1: one thing? I was never told any of this about the safe house either. Otherwise, I'd have been fucking...
0: Bre- He'd breaking into it. So we all go to these, like, mobile home police units first when we're arrested. Yeah. For That's where we get an initial processing. Mm-hmm. They're doing, like... Sending us, is it f- uh, fingerprints and mug sh- shots? Fingerprints and Tempe Police shots. Department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they put us in the Tempe Police jails before the horseshoe. That's correct. And that's where Cody Bates then told me the story of the helicopters following him and the motorbikes pulling him over. And also our DJ friend, Gary, was in there. Yeah. And he told us his story. He just got a job as a fundraiser for the Republican campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just at his like, first days at work. And this multi-agency investigation task force fucking shows up. Grabs him. The Republican, is that the one with the elephant in it? That's the one with George Bush in it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, um, we're all in the Tempe police station before we go to Sheriff Joe Power's jail system. And, And more people are popping up. And then... They put us in a van, don't need to take us all over. Yeah. And that's when the women are in the van with us as well yeah, then, aren't they? we could actually talk. It's a bit. wild woman and um, our Asian friend and Asian friends. And um, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're like, what the fuck? You know, this is obviously bigger than we thought. Then we get to the horseshoe, Madison Street Jail. So Madison Street Jail, horse, it's a horseshoe formation. It's all subterranean. You don't know if it's night or day. Except for when the heat rises and falls cause it's the snoring Desert, all the newly arrested people are in there,
1: like gangbangers, hobos, drunks, people who've been tasered by the police. It's just like a zoo in there, honestly. you got, got people gobbing it off the next minute, they just get snatched. You get these big fucking Mufti Squad guys and they just come and grab them. They throw them in a fucking chair, put like a mask on him, like a spit mask, and they can't fucking spit at you or anything. And they just strap you up and you see just some people in the chair and they're like that for days, just rocking. Just lost cause. A lot of them are lost causes. It looks like a medieval torture device, the restraint chair. It's like
0: black and it's tilted back. Like you said, they put the spit hood on you. And you, you, you,
1: you people are just howling with the hoods on like this. It looks like something from <laughs> Guonsanamo Bay or something. I've been in there a few times, mate. Not with the spit hoods and that. I knew how to behave in prison in, in county. No point, you fight, you, 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 it's a lost target. But um, I've been in there a few times, and most of my bail would have been like a thousand, thousand dollars. You get a good bails man, you pay like 10%, don't you? you pay yeah. the hundred, and then like fucking promise him you'll pay him. What was your bail on this occasion? Well, I thought they did a spelling mistake, it was 357,000. So I'm thinking, well, I thought it was like three hundred and fifty-seven hundred. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's 357000 Yeah, because I was
0: shouting at you through the window, wasn't I? Yeah. If you've you got a fucking big bail, mine was three quarters of a million. And I thought I had a mistake. When yeah. you said yours was in hundreds of thousands, I was like, oh, it's I,
1: I thought, well, it goes to fucking... Um, there's only so much you can do, like, but with just me and Sean's a fucking over a million. Even if you've got to come up with a hundred grand. And by that time, they started taking assets and everything else as
0: well, haven't they? They take all your money on the day. They they seize all your bank accounts. So our main charge now is conspiracy, crime syndicate, continuous criminal enterprise, using uh, electronic devices to use drug transactions. They were lesser felonies. But those first three I said, they were like class two felonies. Prosecutor also slapped serious drug offender status on us, yeah. which that alone
1: is twenty five uh, to life. I'd been out the country for most of this too. To be fair, I'd been fucking you know, down in America for a while, wasn't I? He was um
0: back in America. So, he was mean. in a deportation prison. Yeah, he was in England. He was in Ca- uh, Canada. He was in Mexico. <sighs> so how did you find
1: the horseshoe then? Because we were in there for about two or three days, weren't we? Yeah. Well, like I said, I've been there before from fucking stupid arguing with stuff, so I I didn't mind that. But it's generally just normally that when you when you're there, and it's just like you're arguing with stuff and uh, with Corey. It was just basically you go and see the judge in the fucking morning, and he bail you. You know what I mean? It's like
0: Corey's wild man's girlfriend out there who like to have a clip. Tased, yeah, yeah. If you want those stories again, in Wildman's playlist
1: below the description box. Another titty girl dancer. Somewhere about them. They're all right, they're like, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's fun girls. <laughs> so you, so going through horseshoe was
0: routine for you. Damn, um, you get you see, we saw a judge, didn't we? Yeah, we seen the judge.
1: What was that like for you? Well, I thought it was quite comical actually. I spotted, uh, sis, I spotted, and we were all sat there, and. Well, actually, first time I was very lucky to even get to see the judge. Because as we're all going to see the judge. We're in, we're in these cells here. And then they've got the women in the other cells there. But when they take us all up, they take us up together. So, like, fucking, I'm in the elevator with, like, fucking new woman. So I'm, like, trying to kiss on her and shit. And the fucking caused didn't they? So, actually, they sent me back on. It wasn't the very first one. But the second time I had the court appearance, I waited three months for they fucking sent me in back and put me in the fucking cells, and said so I couldn't behave myself. So fucking, you're not seeing the judge. Wait again for another three months. But the first time I seen him, it was a formality, really. You're in black and white, and I'm I'm looking over and smiling at um, ADD, and then the fucking the, the New Times. Uh, it was like a, a newspaper. and They must have just caught me perfect. Mustn't he smiling? Oh yeah. It's up the false. There a good room.
0: picture. while, man, he's got like this Viking beard, and he's in court, and he's black and white stripes, and he's just like. <laughs>
1: Remember telling the detectives the fucking bunch of fucking idiots too in Tempe. <laughs> I didn't give a flight To be fair, I was it was like caught or not caught never expected eight years, I wouldn't have been as fucking gobby if I thought that I'd have been fucking crying in the girl. <laughs> so, we get to the
0: end of the horseshoe, and we all then get classified at various security levels, so the first group of co-defendants, there was 13 people, and most of them got classified to minimum security, so in the beginning, me and Wildman both got classified to medium security, towers, jail... But the prosecutor put a do not house together on us so I went off to Tower 6 and I've told loads of stories about that on YouTube you went off to Tower
1: 4 at first. What was that like? It was alright, it was like fucking because um, you'd get to the, no matter what tower you're at you'd always get to see if three or four people that you fucking, you in there, you know what I mean Can you describe what it's like for people, a tower, what it means? Okay, a tower is basically, it it's like it's in the shape of a hexagon you've got a tower here say so there's the tower right and in that tower there's a guard and then there's a pod coming off here A B C D E F now that guard can you look at all the pods what's going on and what's happening and each pod you'd open the metal doors to walk in you'd have stairs going up to so use top cells, and you've got your bottom cells. You've only got cells on one side, correct? Yeah, it's like two tiers yeah. looking
0: down at the middle so that the guards can see the two tiers. Where I was at, there was four pods. Guards in the middle in the fishbowl, they call it up top, of this plexiglass bowl. They've got a little staircase they can run down, but to get in the pod, there's the sliding doors. So it takes a bit of time for them to react to get into... The day room, if anything's kicking off, so you've got your two tiers facing the guards and a day room in that shape. shape. And then you've got all your little tables, steel tables bolted to the floor, tiny little TV on the wall, two phones on the wall with very short cords so you can't hang yourself. Now, those cells originally designed for one man, but they got three dudes in there, so yeah, 45 people
1: in each pod, which was designed for 15 people. Yeah, it's chocker, it is chocker. And some of them did have four, and did have a guy on the fucking floor as well. Like it, it was horrible. And then on the the and the, in the, in the far end there, you'd have your showers. But um, yeah, there's, there's not really a lot you can say about it. I mean, you, the prick's got you wearing pink fucking underwear. You got pink boxer shorts on and pink fucking socks. The food, I didn't mind it to be fair, like, but. I, I could understand how people did have a gripe. (laughs) I mean, I don't mind the odd black eye in your potato like stuff like that, but the Red Death was a bit nasty, I suppose, in a way. The Red Death was the mystery meat slop
0: that occasionally had a dead rat in it. And there was another one called Kibbles and Bits,
1: which was like cat food. Well, basically what it was is all the food we got in there is donated. But well, you'll read on the packet, because I knew some of the kitchen guys in there, and on the packet it says, not fit for human consumption. It's supposed to be for dogs. Because he had a place right next door to it, what was the dog kennels? And he'd brag, get because he'd pay £2 a day for the dogs, but he'd only pay pound a day for a prisoner. Yeah, 50 cents or less per day to feed each prisoner yeah. the wrong mouldy food. He's an asshole,
0: wasn't he? Really, <laughs> Sheriff Joe Apio. So, what about when you go in then? Um, how did you get treated by the inmates? Well, I,
1: I mean, at first it was quiet, and then there was just like, fucking... I don't know, you, you feel your way around. You just at first, you just do your own thing, you have a game of spades, and that. Do people then, know who you were? Well, yeah, because. Uh, uh, At the time that I was in there, Joey Crack was in there and Andy... Right. So there's a couple of me default co-defendants Let me just explain that then. Because that was a second group of co-defendants,
0: we did not have Do Not House with them. So co-defendants were housed with co-defendants, provided they were from different groups that were arrested. So over 100 were eventually arrested and they were all in different groups, what, Team Raids and such. So you had Joey Crack
1: and Andy? Yeah, I had Joey Crack and Andy in there. Yeah. And... um, Tom come as well. Oh, yeah. He was there. Yeah. And little um, Patrick... Yeah. He was there. So, I knew quite a lot of people in there, and we'd have a laugh, and whenever you get store and stuff like that, Andy would give me some honey buns and fucking peanut butter and stuff like that. We'd get on. We'd look after one another. I... Learned very quick not to call people punk or bitch because the, one of these fucking sellies was called Pork chop. and um, he was going on and like he he goes to me but oh listen tonight will you do me a favour can you not snore as loud I said oh stop bitching will you what the fuck's up with you he said what did you say I said you heard I said stop bitching no you're going on like a bitch he's like listen do me a favour I said what well, he said, out there, he said, I know you don't know what you're saying, but out there, try not to say that to me, because I'll have to fight you. I'm thinking, I don't really give a fuck, either way, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I could see his point, certain words you can't fucking say, and, like, and then you think, yeah, you use that to your advantage as well, although you wake up with a shitty fucking mood, like, you punk fucking ass bitch now, showers. Let's be having it. (laughs) Other days, you just wake up and just think, ah, fuck it, just hope no one calls at me. They never did.
0: So your first cellmates, what
1: were they like? Uh, big Oh, yeah, Antonio. Yeah, Antonio. He was in Mm. there for, he was looking at at 25. Multiple 25s it was? Yeah, 25s to life. Drive-by shooting. He was around um, Van Buren and he was in a, <coughs> a Chicano gang and they were shooting blacks up and blacks were shooting them up and vice versa. And he'd gone by and did a, like spray. And as he'd done this spray, there was like, kids come running out and that and he got a couple of kids too. So um, It was on the news every
0: night. Some of them were critical, almost dead. One girl, the bullet had gone through her back, came out of her front and... and took a, t- a nipple off. Yeah, and that's
1: there. There is rules, sooner you, you start learning the rules as well in the because you don't drive bys are a no no, no matter what. It's a red light straight away. You, are <coughs> you might as well be <coughs> an informer or a fucking like a fucking a child molester than do a drive by. You're gonna get smashed on site. That none of that happens in Towers, though. Towers, they don't know what the fucking hell they're doing. You'd they, they, they have like pod, pod heads. I was made a pod head eventually, because one of our heads got called out by some pacer, some um, Mexican national. Yeah, some Mexican national. Fucking some young lad was in the fucking in the showers, and like he come out with like Mama la Vega Puto. Called him like a motherfucking faggot. The lad wanted to fight him. And obviously, because he felt disrespected. Because he just called his fucking mum. And it's it like... you think, this sounds a bit daft, doesn't it, just calling your mum? But they're very religious. they like the mums and they like stray dogs, don't they? Well, anyway, but, yeah. So... These are about to have a fight in the fucking shower. And the fucking... Our so-called fucking head fucking goes in and fucking says right and this guy thought it was the guy who said it and he just sparked our head out just knocked him clean out on the fucking floor so the mexican national knocked out the head of the whites yeah so and he wouldn't fight he wouldn't he got he just got up off the floor and went back to his cell that was the head that was the head yeah so i just fucking and he's like look we've got to do something about it he said I said, I've only been here three fucking months. What do you want us to fucking do? He said, just fucking wool him. Just like, you know, fucking give him the big left. So, uh, fucking, as soon as they did the count, Quenta. as soon as they finished doing that, I thought, all right, I'll I'll fucking have it then. Smoked a little pinny, a little pinner, a little fucking little tiny joint. I thought, all right, it's supposed to mellow you, but fucking, I thought, all right, I'll have this just so I don't go really mad with him. So I just walked in, dragged him off the fucking bunk, sparked him twice, and then, like, fucking said, look, you either roll up or you keep your gobs shut, but you're not fit to be a fucking head. Normally, as because, well, I, don't, I mean, once I get to my prison stories, you'll hear about it too. But there's a big difference between towers, county, and prison. Prison, people know what they're doing. They've got a lot more respect. And they know what they're in there for. There's rules. In Towers, it's just a free-for-all. Because no-one knows what time you're doing, how much time you're doing. Everyone thinks to someone. And there's no, like, sort of... The mix... I mean, blacks have been in the same cell as a a white. But that had never happened in prison. Ever, ever, ever. Whites have their own cells. Mexicans have their own cells. But in, in Towers... The mixed
0: aren't they? I did have a Honduran cellmate who was a coyote <laughs> for the cartel who was smuggling people over from Mexico into Arizona. Yeah, but if they if they tried to put a black in with a white where I was housing towers, the the whites would kick off with
1: the guards. But I yeah.
0: was allowed to have a, a Honduran.
1: It's weird though, isn't it? I would, you could just suppose it's because they're not really that bothered about. I think it's just the whole black and white thing, isn't it? it That's the main it. beef, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, so, you, so you smashed the head of the whites did that make you the head of the whites? Well, there it, it wasn't so sort of the head of the whites was it was it was the pod boss It was the guy who was there was 16 white people in there and he was the one who'd talk for us. Yeah So in in the jail
0: in the county jail, there's four major races There's the blacks whites Mexicans Mexican Americans. There are some Native Americans, but they're a minority so all the racial cliques just hang out because when i first went in i started working out with a chicano mexican-american dude called sniper our la, la victoria gang tempe and i'm doing all these exercises with him there's not exercise equipment but we're doing like um push-ups and pull-ups off the stirs and 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 dips off the chair off the stools and stuff like that and then the words the whites are coming up to me saying look we want a word with you and they waited till he went off and they said, Do you see anyone else working out with the other races? And look around, and all the races were just working out together. So I was like, Oh, yeah, all right, I see what you're saying. And they're like, Well, look, we'll give you a pass for today, but we don't want to see you doing this again. So they, these are the kind of rules that they try and enforce. And we
1: had it, it was complicated for us too, because like fucking, a lot of our core defense, we weren't all white, we had. All our co defenders were from, from, from Asian, black, everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mexican, all, everything. All races. We didn't discriminate, did we, laugh? No, we didn't so all, <laughs> Everyone got slapped the same. <laughs> so, um, I'm getting a bit sick of this towers now. I'm getting a bit bored of it. And I'm sick of going the fucking hole So, by this time, once you fucking acting as pod boss, people just come up to you. with like, I've got this problem with him, and I've got this problem. And I'm like, oh, fucking agony, aunt. fuck off. If you've got a problem, whack him. But the other heads in the other pods have said that we've got to come to you and um, before we just actually do violence. I said, look, I don't give a fuck what the other heads say. If you wanna fucking be with the other heads, go to their pod. So as far as I wow, you've got me head here. If you've got a beef, don't come to me about it and cry. Just take him in the shower and fucking fight him. Win or lose. Not really that arsed about it. But it sort of sorted the youngsters out that too, because there wasn't cause a lot of the youngsters they'd they'd like to go and cause trouble, and once they cause the troubles, did they expect the older guys to have to sort it fucking out. Once you put it on the toes and say like, look, I'm not fucking ask what you do. If you get a beat down, you get a beat down as long as it's one on one. I think you deserved it. You deserved it. And if it's one on one, then there's not a riot, and yeah. then the drugs business doesn't get stopped. That's the main thing. It's when people, all the people, join in. And then the next minute, it's a riot. And then before you know it, there's no visits. Five-day lockdown. And then when you've got no visits, you fucking, you've you got no hot food coming to you. Well, yeah, they had hot food and towers anyway. They used to be fair. No, it was all, always cold by the time it got to us. Yeah. So if you've
0: got a beef with someone from your race or from another race, the heads of the races would just say, get in that cell under the stairs and squash the beef. And you see people just have a fight. And more often than not, because it was so routine, you'd see him having a hug at the end of it and smoking together.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it, its, it's just a form of, like, respect. It's it, You've disrespected me. I've disrespected you. Go in there. Let's not fu- just fucking... It's very rarely you're going to get really hurt if you're having a one-on-one beef like that. Because they're, they're not trying to knock your fucking head off. Well, to be fair, I did. I, I never went in there half-arsied. So they always went in there as if, like, I needed to come out. You know what I mean? So... I'd smashed the head against the wall and everything. But in general, people were like that. In general, people were like, you know, we sorted it, let's leave it at that and let's learn by it. So, while man said earlier, it's a lot different in
0: the jail because so many people are coming in and out. And everyone's like got attitude. The whole place is flooded with crystal meth, uh, heroin. And when people are just up on crystal meth for days, in the county jail, where people are just coming in and out, in and out, in and out, it just causes a lot of chaos. So there's so
1: many more fights every single day. There was fights. It does cause a lot of chaos. You've got these people coming in, and they're not coming in little quantities. They're coming in like the beats of court. The oh, guy has like a broken arm with a plaster on it, and he had like fucking ounces around it. And he's getting this out in the pod that he's giving the white guys fucking like a, a nice what you'd normally pay 500 quid for in the streets, on not in the streets, but in prison for. And he's giving them just words, free. You know what I mean? And he's wondering then why it's coming on top, why all the white guys are up for fucking days, and the screws are coming round, thinking what's going on here, and start searching the fucking cells. So were
0: you... Um, did it get to the point where all that built up, and then they bring in the goon squad and do a full shakedown in the jail? Yeah, yeah. What, was, what was that experience like? Well, the
1: again and uh, I'm going the hole on that one can you describe what how, how it is what, what happens what well, basically shutdown? happens is you're locked down and like people would be having raves over a fucking weekend they'd have the fucking radios on and they'd have like toilet rolls fucking and they'd they'd have the speakers or they'd have a toilet roll in between them and they'd have little holes and so they'd make like a little speak form of a speaker and they'd be listening to the rave music getting fucking high club freedom yeah But when the screws did the walk, they'd calm it down a bit. Because they're like routine. They never normally, they don't just change up what time they come in. They come at a certain time every fucking time. So everyone's all chilled, everyone's dead high. And the next minute, you know, they don't actually announce themselves. They just fucking come in. They burst in like a fucking ray of sunshine. Pop your fucking door open. Rag yous all fucking out in your boxer shorts. you got to stand there facing the fucking wall. And these are big dudes, aren't they? And Yeah, and then they proceed to fucking throw your mattress out, throw your pillow out, throw your photos out, throw everything fucking out and just disrespect you totally right in front of you. <coughs> and expect you not to say anything about it, because they'll just beat the shit out of you if you do. Some of the girls quite look like they should be in prison themselves. They're
0: just massive dudes. All their arms sleeved out with tattoos um and they just look like they want to fuck you up don't they there's some really big guys in there though, yeah there? yeah so you said you had a few situations where you had to go in cells with people any memorable ones of them uh, stories that came about the that,
1: that caused those that you want to talk about um no it's just like it, it. i mean it's everyday day shit in there isn't it really it's yeah it's just like 90% of the time, I hadn't gone in there for myself. I'm going in there because of some other fucking whiny little fucking dickhead. Couldn't handle himself. I remember the time playing cards once. I was having a game of spades. And uh, there was me, that's a white guy, and there was two Chicanos. And we are playing, and one of them was an old OG Chicano. And we were playing, and it's like fucking... You know, I thought, I'm sure he's fucking cheating. I'm sure he's fucking saying he's got more spares than what he's fucking got. Because he's saying he's got six. And he's saying he's got six. he fucking spares in the fucking deck? So I'll fuck you, I fucking said, I called him on it. I called him I said, you'd fucking cheat you. And he turned around and said, what do you call me, Holmes? I said, you fucking heard. You'd fucking cheat. I said, fucking, I want me candy bar back. Do we play for candy bars? <laughs> Oh, uh, you can fuck off, Holmes! I said, "You can fuck off." So, I reached over the table and fucking sparked him. So, we're having a fight there, and then, and then, the fucking uh, the, the CEO comes in. I break my thumb, not for what he's done, but I've got him. I uh, slam him against the table, but as I slam him against the table, my fucking thumb lands first on the on the, on the metal, and then his head. So, we got away with all oh, right, and I just end up fucking. Got a weird fucking shape from <laughs> and then they take you to the hall.
0: But I had some friends there in the Italian mafia who, who uh, yeah, to take me to
1: the hall. But they let me fucking off because of Sean's um, influences. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was there a point where your family sent you some money and you spent it a lot on one item on the inmate commissary list? I'd spend most of it on what I'd get is then brownies. I was told that like someone sent you like a hundred dollars or something, and you just spent the whole thing on
1: brownies and eating them all in one day. Yeah, well, I shared some. <laughs> but it was, these, oh, these brownies were fucking fit though, they were <laughs> nice. And I wasn't used to, see when I first got there, the first, I didn't, I wasn't actually really getting money into the, until I actually got sentenced. And then my two brothers, Steve and Steve, they'd send me £100 or $100 a month. But they got me TV for me. When I got sentenced, they got me TV for me, and they set me up with that, and then they'd send me money. But I got into my own hustles in prison. That's a, that's another story, Dan. Yeah, we're it?
0: gonna do the prison stories as a separate podcast. What about the going back to the food stuff, the funny stuff in the jail? What about when you and Alejandro, the guard, uh, the guard told you to, um, you two could serve Chow for that night,
1: right? What they do is they get. They'd have different races, but they only have two of them, and he basically served Chow. Now Chow would come; it'd be on a big metal fucking like square tray like that, and each each one of them is sort of like plastic, and they're molded. That bits for your dessert, that bits for your fucking main, and that's bits to put your juice on. Well, this particular time, it was. I'm pretty sure it was um, Pop-Tarts, not Pop-Tarts, them, um, oh, what they fucking called? There's like pizza and cheese in them. Pizza and cheese? Like rollovers, like the like fucking... I
0: can't remember. It wasn't a stale cupcake then, that night.
1: No, the, 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 the desserts were cupcakes. Oh, the desserts were cupcakes. But the actual... Um, the actual pe- meal itself. Pizza pockets, that was the motherfuckers. Pepperoni and three cheese pizza pockets it was. So I'm thinking, there's no way in you know, hell, man. By this time I've been in there for about eight months. And I thought, ah, it's a set up this, isn't it? They've got two of the biggest, fattest cunts in the fucking cell serving fucking food. I thought, well, we might as well have a competition. I said, what about it, chubby? He said, what? He said, let's see who can eat the fucking boss cupcakes. He said, you're on, you're on. Homie, you're on. So we're getting to serve it. And, like, probably, we probably would have caused the riot if it wasn't fucking funny. Half the trays didn't have fucking pizza pockets, and none of the trays had cupcakes or <laughs> <whatsoever>. <laughs> We were like, we've got dud trays here. Fucking hell, send it back to the kitchen. We just, went we just got, like, pizza pockets. We've <laughs> we got fucking pizza pockets in our pants. We've got fucking pizza pockets down our socks. We've got fucking cupcakes, fucking... But I had a big Fire XL thing on. I'd, I'd make like a little... Almost like a kangaroo pouch. And I'd be having fucking shit in there. <laughs> and he didn't even search. us on the way up. They said, listen, by the way, never again are you used to ever serving, shower you." <laughs> and you need to answer to all these people when you're going in. And people were pissed. People yeah, you fuck really... with people's food in prison. And, that's, and big, no, no. They were really, really mad. It was just a fact that fucking... It was just like, some of the scene's funny side of it. And one of the main things is because with me being with the whites, even though I was, I was wrong doing that, and if I'd have been in prison, I'd have probably got a slap for it. But at the time, I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted to see. He actually ate more cupcakes than me as well. <laughs> fuck <Fat> bastard. <laughs> right, Alejandro probably. was like, I don't know, like 400 pounds in weight. Oh, man, he was... Yeah. I tried to kill him one day, just gently. But just, like, because he kept on whining. In a way, yeah, he had the right to whine. He was looking at 25, so, like... So, I'm sick of him going on. He's was just like a big fucking jelly bean, fucking sat on his fucking bed, fucking whining a lot. So, I'm like, I know a good high. He said, what? I said, no, this a inhaler. Do the whole fucking lot now. Just... <laughs> just do it. He did it. He nearly had a fucking heart attack. He's on the fucking floor, wiping out. Fucking like like bubbles and shit coming out of his fucking mouth he had to go medical and Joey Crack said
0: he was you guys' cellmate at one point you and Alejandro and that you Alejandro was going court facing multiple life sentences and you because you gotta get well the court routine is, is fucking brutal but you put like Grapefruit peel and grapefruit juice all over the floor, so he was slipping around and hallucinating and shit. Well, what it is
1: is when you when you first, when you get up at like five o'clock in the morning to go court, so you tend not to. The, the guards aren't asses; they don't put the you cell light on. They just they come and just fuck it up and flap and say, "You go, you're getting up for court. Get up." So like, I'm thinking, ah, I'll have this bastard. I thought I'd lighten his mood up, so I got all this like grapefruit shit. And I was, I'd been making a bit of fucking hooch, but I squirted it all on the concrete. What I actually did is the acid, it cleaned the concrete, bro. You know I mean, but made it slippy as fuck. Not some filthy ass concrete. I know. So I'm thinking, this guy's going to get up and just fucking fall over, and I'm going to piss myself laughing. But it never happened. He just fucking slipped and slided a bit and went out. And then I had to clean the fucking grapefruit through. <laughs>
0: Um, Some of the funniest moments I ever had was Joey Crot with my cellmate. We'll get to that as well. But um, So Alejandro, he did actually get moved over to my pod at one point. And because he was so big, he was sweating all day long. And the gang was going to beat him up because of bad hygiene, they said. So then the gang had a meeting, I think it was the Chicanos, and they decided they weren't going to beat him up. They were going to let him stay, but He had to to be allowed to put baby powder on him every so many hours to absorb all of the
1: sweat. He did. I mean, it was hot in there anyway, and I sweated. But at the time, I'd I'd said I was probably about 18 stone, and he was probably about 24. Well, he was probably about my size now, 25 fucking stone. But he wasn't that big. Chicanos are never big. He was only about five foot fucking odd, so he was just like a big ball. Know what I mean? <laughs> Six necks, fucking four pairs of tits, and just like permanently sweating. So where he slept is a very small area,
0: and we had this spider that came out at night called the brown recluse. And Alejandro, where he slept, his 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 all the wall is. He just his flab would just creep up, up and down the wall like that. So all these spiders, you never saw them. That's why it's called recluse. It came out in the night, bit him. Every day he's going to the guards, take me to medical, take me to medical. There's all this yellow pus is coming out, and then it got to the point where all this yellow pus just like got infected, and it looked like a be- a baseball of yellow plasma was coming out of his back. So we were all, all these guards were like, "No, it's still not taking, him, it's still not taking." It's all right, fuck you guys. So there was a Russian guy who was a chess champion. I was playing chess with <coughs> he. Volunteered to be the doctor. He'd been in the military. He said he knew how to dress wounds. Big guys, arm locked. Alejandro in the day room. Russian guy comes up behind him, starts massaging this wound, and all this pus is running down his back. And I'm mopping it up with the toilet paper. This is going on for about 10-15 minutes. Sweat dripping off his ears, dripping off his chin. The big guy starts dragging everyone across the day room. He looks like he's going to pass out. <laughs> we need more guys to hold him. We need more people are jumping on when all the pus was finally out. What the Russian guy did was he said, What put salt on the wound to reduce the bacteria? Yeah, yeah.
1: Did you have any experiences with the spiders, La, like, the creepy crawlies? No, they stayed away from me. It was probably because at the time I had fat Alejandro in there as well. <laughs> so, in that, and they had Joey crackpers in his knob. So, fucking. I wasn't actually in the cell with him that day, though, but...
0: Do you have any funny Joey Crack stories? He's dead now, Joey Crack.
1: R.I.P. Oh, only there's... I mean... There's a few, really, even. There was... There was one on the streets where I was going to kill him. who just tweaked up too much. And we were living there. No, you were on about the La Victoria gang round yeah. there. Yeah. You were on their... that wasn't it, were the younger out. Yeah. Well, I've been doing too much fucking meth, and I was on the fucking hunt. Skinner hunt? Yeah. Not using <laughs> like, fucking ass. to stopped watch what I'm fucking saying. People are like, fucking hell, this bastard. Fuck, looking for. Shit. No, this was just a little Polish fucking bitch. Sean found him in a fucking dumpster, fucking off his fucking head. Fucking as a tramp, didn't he? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but he
0: uh, was down and out when we met him, and he did end up becoming my top exe salesperson. And that is the guy who Sammy the Bull's crew actually knocked, enticed him to a nightclub and knocked
1: his teeth out. He did a good fucking job. Fucking hell. He's the same guy. He put a fucking rocket through me, fucking mistress's house. I was in immigration at the time, in the green room. He thought he'd come round and fucking jack and put a fucking, literally a missile through the
0: house. There was he? a rivalry in the organisation and Skinner versus, Skinner versus Wildman and Skinner did coordinate a firebombing attack on Wild Woman's apartment.
1: Because knew I wasn't there. I was almost did almost immigration. Get, it,
0: it, almost hit it almost hit her and set her on fire. So I was going to yeah. kill him from there onwards. So you said there was a funny joy crack story from prior to the jail.
1: Oh, yeah, you're you're in La Victoria area. Yeah, I'm in La Victoria. No, this wasn't for I was going to kill him. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I thought he was having an affair with... So you thought he was... Doc- di- um, you thought he was shagging Wild Woman? Yeah, I thought he was shagging Wild
0: Woman. And then... Was that was that when Wild Woman said that um, you guys were making love one night and you, you thought he was under the mattress fingering her booty, so you pulled out this massive bread knife that you had hid under the mattress and started stabbing the mattress? Yeah,
1: that, that <laughs> and also shooting the air vent because I thought he was in the air vent <laughs> peeping. Fucking <laughs> <out>. hell. <laughs> That's what that fucking meth does for you, though. It's fucking heavy shit. So I like just every now and again and go on a little party and fucking you know what I mean, but day in day out, no sleep, fucking hell, seven days, eight days, nine days. Wild
0: man life lesson number one: stay away from meth, kids. If you're gonna do it, just do it reasonably. So back to the jail then. Things are progressing now. You've been assigned a public defender. How was your relationship with her?
1: Oh god, what a fucking joke she was. I swear to God. It's like everything you get, you have to pay for what you get, don't you know what I mean, really? Especially with the seriousness of the fucking crap. Some of you coming on to me, how serious it is. I was still thinking they've made the fucking like, made a mistake. Guards come around one day said, You're in the newspaper, by the way. So we'll get you a copy. Give us a copy of this from News Times. It's like a 32 fucking page article on us. <laughs> So I'm thinking, oh, that's going to look well, is it? for the fucking we get sentenced. The judge is going to love that one, is You know what I mean? Or any fucking guilty. So I went out to visitation room
0: because I'm listening to wiretap conversations on a computer like a legal situation I've got. And Wildman, I actually saw Wildman interact with his lawyer. I think Wildman had recently yeah. lost at a game of cards and, and the penalty was he'd shaved his eyebrows off. Yeah, I had to shave my eyebrows off. So this woman's sat there talking to Wildman and she's like, Peter, these are very serious charges. You need to sign a plea bargain. And Wildman's like, I love the Red Death made of food in
1: here. And she's looking at him and she's getting more and more scared. She's like, what? what? Yeah, I was freaking her out because I thought, look, there's nothing you can do for me. And apart from, she she'll talk down to me or she'd be like, you know, you really have to do this. Just think, sometimes in life, you just got to confess. And you'll feel so much better. <laughs> like, oh, she was like talking shit about me as well, wasn't she? Yeah. So I went. Like, oh, I loved the Red Death, and, all. and I said, oh, "Fucking," I said, "I'm not confessing, so out." I said, "Fucking hell, I missed the rest." Dead Red Death. I said, "Could you get me the recipe for it, please?" If I do get out, and I'm just freaking the fucking out. But you go through all these tape recordings and all this fucking shit. But it so happens that I had been followed a few fucking times.
0: <laughs> she was saying At was going away for a long time. You need to sign a plea bargain now, or you're going down with him.
1: Yeah, and yeah, you missus too. She's got 155 felonies, just on her own. Oh yeah, one well, we woman did have
0: 155 felonies.
1: That wasn't the most though. I think some of our people had hundreds of felonies. It was basically though. I mean, it sounds bad, but it was basically. If you pick a phone up and you answer it and the phone wire tapped, there's a film with you right there, you know what I mean? So how long are you in the jail for? I was actually in Towers for fourteen months. Fourteen month. And, and then in the end there was uh, after the fourteenth month, she was like, Look You only end up doing um, a lot of fucking time. This is going to happen, that's going to happen. She goes, What happens if I get you seven and a half and max eight and you do no less than five? And I was thinking, Fucking hell. Shit, that isn't it. Either way, I'm doing five fucking years. But then you get to work it out. And you think, Well, I've been in Air Force a already. And then I didn't realise at the time that you did three quarters or most of your sentence. I'm thinking like it is over there, you only do like two thirds or a half, you know what I mean? Cut long story short, I fucking cop on they give me fucking they give me the most they can give me, they give me seven and a half. So while I'm in there I'm thinking, oh Judge, got something to tell you. So look, this c- I brought her over here. I brought a passport with me well woman and um, fucking I don't think I. while I'm doing this I'd rather do her time too. It's, it wasn't able to do with her I brought her into this fucking trouble I'd rather do her time and the judge wouldn't let me do it but he, he said thank you for that never knocked anything off my sentence either I thought sort of do actually think oh he's a good guy for saying that you <laughs> know what I mean knock like a year off fuck that how did it feel to be sentenced <sighs> Kind of relieved in a way, because you know, you actually know what you're getting. You know, fucking, you've got a date to get out. Yeah, you're not just fucking in like limbo. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even though the date's are a long time away from when you're thinking about it,
0: you got a date. And what was your family's reaction to the whole situation and the sentencing? And they were just
1: happy you're still alive. Did kind of they'd, they'd look? They've always looked to be like a lovable rogue, anyway. Yeah, as long as fucking. I'm alive and I got out a better person for it so it was a life lesson I wouldn't take back anything I did well the only thing I would take back is I'd probably have killed Skinner, Skinner.
0: (laughs) right so that is the conclusion of Wild Man's Jail Stories for the rest of this podcast because we're going to do the prison ones in a separate podcast I've got some questions that have been sent in by you guys so I'm just going to do half these questions now, we'll do half these questions in the prison one And um, people have been sending us stuff Wild man says, look, I just do this, want to get my story out there If you want to buy me a beer, that's fine. I'm not out here trying to like do Patreon Or get people to send me money or get people to send me anything, but people are insisting on sending things um, Someone sent me actually this, Joe Fur Sent me this t-shirt Appreciate this, Joe Fur. That's that's badass. I will do a podcast or a, at least a YouTube video wearing that. Do you like that, though? Yeah, I do like that actually, like. He's it's got a good nice. design skills, Joe Fur. He sent you some of his stickers and postcards. Here you go. Thank you very much, Joe Furr. Yeah, yep. Um, got Adam wrote Adam wrote in that my friend Keely is a fan of the YouTube channel, frequently mentioning Wildman. It's her birthday. I'm sure she'd love a happy birthday message. What's her name? Keely. Happy birthday, Keeley. Happy I hope you have many more. <laughs> happy birthday, Keeley, as well. Right, first one of these questions then. From Gazingi. How long was Wildman in America roughly in total during all his spells in the country? Three quarters of his way through party time. My Life Story is a trilogy, party time, hard time, prison time. link to them will be in the description box. Party time, Wildman is like all throughout this book. The red dots, the eyebrow, everything. Um, There's endless amounts of that. So if you're interested in that, click over. Um, I'm three quarters of the way through party time. It's difficult to gauge how long he was there from the book. So how long was Wildman in America? Roughly
1: how long? It's hard to work out because it was sort of... The first, trip. I went there in '95. That's the very first time I went there, and you were still the stockbroker then. Yeah, yeah. With, living with um, you know, the Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. And I was there for about a year, and then I got deported. Then I come home for about a year, got in trouble again. Then I went there for a couple more years, and then got deported again. And then went there again, and I was there the rest of the time then. So try adding that up when you're on 20 different
0: drugs. It's not possible. <laughs> Next question is from Boily Bam. Are there any prison prisoner and guard relationships? I think he means sexual.
1: Well, yeah. I never had any, but um, you do hear some of these smooth-looking fuckers who having them. I reckon that Italian guy was shagging some in towers
0: oh yeah so when the Italian mafia took over my pod took over the white race the head of the Italian mafia he was outside of the jail at night smoking with the guards giving them orders when we were all locked down he had legal visits and his girlfriend came as his lawyer and they didn't have full sex but she was giving him blowjobs in a private room in the visitation
1: section of the jail he had pull definitely had pull he was a good guy. He was a good guy too. Yeah, he wasn't had, just using his pull for himself. He was like he helped people. Wasn't he? Out. Well, yeah, he yeah.
0: helped everybody out. Yeah, he did. And we we did have the same lawyer as well, Alan Simpson. So this is from X D Stevie. Do you use any skills you learn in prison in everyday life? If so, what are they? I still cook a nice pot pie. In Wildman's playlist, you got all Wild Man's prison recipe videos. So, if you want the full description of the pot pie, again, in the description box, Wild Man's playlist.
1: Is that the only thing? Um, no. I've learned to um, not be so uh, angry and judgmental.
0: I was going to say, you learned to be calm?
1: Yeah, I've learned serenity is peaceful.
0: 10 years, no rests. It's working. Thompson2232. Two, two, What's the incident that happened that was the scariest gave you the most fear at the time,
1: and why? I can't really say without getting more criminal fucking ramifications. Let's skip that one.
0: Simon Borodin has asked, Can we send Wildman cases of
1: Strongbow or Skull Super? Um, No, uh, I appreciate it, though. Thank you very much. But um, it wouldn't be appropriate. I'd rather, I'd have a beer with you next time you're around that end, I'll have a beer with you. Here's a long one now about Wild Man and his gifts.
0: Well Man, this is from Junior Balls. About gifts, you give a lot of people your stories, which certainly seem like they were hard won stories. They weren't easy to come by. People want to give you a thank you for sharing your humour. Think of it. Like a friendly trade. Why shouldn't you have a sodding footy ticket and a few beers and laptop if people feel that you've already given them something? Wicked stories that they value. So many numpties out there who want super chat money simply to read out and answer a question, and you feel bad accepting a small gift. Please
1: don't. I'm sorry, I'm just (laughs) humble. Well thank you for the generous offers I really do appreciate it
0: um, Well man I did get one well, on a computer <laughs> It's um, a very good computer too But before that one Oh god <laughs> I thought you sick of the piss here I got him a computer before this one No there's three
1: now Yeah The first one he, Is what he said he had the problems with The first one I, I went on Putlocker <laughs> And like fucking I just Not porn everyone thinks No he goes on porn to fuck his computer up. No we go on Putlocker to get, like, free movies, and then you end up, it just downloads, shit. You get to a stage where you can be just, like, emailing your fucking ma or something and, like, fucking tits will flash <laughs> up and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> just totally fucked my computer up. So that was the first one. Second
0: one was going to get delivered, got almost got delivered in, in um, perfect condition, but while I wasn't home, so the delivery man threw it over a six-foot gate fence and smashed it. So that's been sent back, and now Amazon Prime have, have kindly sent you a good one, haven't they? You've got a perfectly brand new good one that's working that's out really well. That's the receipt that sent it back. Oh, yeah, so I get the money back. Yeah. But it's the tracking number. Oh, no, that,
1: that, that one there. Tracking number,
0: tracking number, that's what they want, yeah. That one there
1: is, let's see that a minute.
0: Overgate. <laughs> yeah. The seller tried to tell us. This wild man's telling fibs because... I've sent this whereby you can only sign for it. He had to sign for it and take receipts. But no, <laughs> thrown over gate. They even written it on the fucking slip. That was a six and a half foot, seven foot fucking gate. But he's got a brand new one now. So yeah. all, all good, as you may have noticed. Because when I went to his house, he was responding to YouTube comments on his TV with the TV remote control, where to get the letter A, you had to like you scroll. The full or- curses, you the <laughs> you know <what I> mean.
1: <laughs> So to say... Okay, oh yes, we're taking like five, ten minutes. Now, Sean's got my beautiful brand new one, and he's got my uh, wireless remote as well, so I could just like, hey. So that is sorted,
0: so don't be sending any more laptops to us, just t shirts and um, other nice things. I will be branding some t shirts out myself soon. Your mugshot, lad, with the long hair and your prison number on an orange t shirt. I don't
1: know, I think I don't like the long haired well, one. I think it makes me look a bit fucking gay. But you got all these looks. I could well I could have like a Monday to Friday with each look a different look, you not know, <laughs> <really? laughs> No, I wouldn't mind, yeah. But I was I was thinking about Um Cause I was looking at the prices of just like plain t-shirts, no fruit of the looms. Yeah. And getting them printed and all that. Yeah, yeah. And but I was just thinking about what size to actually do it because the more, extreme. I mean, you get 5X, what I'm in, mean, but not everyone's a 5 fucking X. So I'm thinking, uh, uh, what you guys think, what, what what sizes are the best for me to order? And i just get, there's a couple of T-shirts that'll get printed up. I'll show them you first, and then you can decide whether you just want them or not. If you just want them, you would order it, and then i send it to you. We'll set up some, we'll some Wildman. will set that up. We'll anyway. set
0: up some Wildman merch at some point, definitely. With this channel almost getting at two hundred thousand subs, and then we appreciate all that and all your support. Yes, we do. David Ashton, question: Was there anybody inside that you had a constant grudge with that made your life inside more difficult?
1: No. No, once you're inside, you don't tend to keep grudges. You swear if you come out bitter, don't you? You know what I mean? And it would be.
0: Daft enough to have a constant grudge against Wildman, that's just like a no-win situation. So, Bandit Country has asked, who was the best man at your wedding?
1: Who was the best man at my wedding? can't remember. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a, I got married in a registry office in Runcorn. Should I have my wedding ring on really. I was at the reception, <laughs> I was at the reception at the pub afterwards. I brought my wedding ring as well, but it's fucking it started making my hand go a bit swollen. So, only a cheap fucking thing anyway. If I wear it fucking that much longer, it'll go green. <laughs> George Edwards 2. What was the best UK
0: rave you ever went to? And who was playing there? Where was it? It'd have been the
1: KL. Several really, but the ones what stood out from the raves we were going to, to just the mass size of it—it's probably Coventry Eclipse. Oh, the Eclipse, yeah. Definitely. Just by shirt, like sh- size and Carl Cox, Sasha. Just the
0: atmosphere and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah Sasha
0: at the, the three Eclipse. Lots of balconies. That like, was some of the best uh, raving nights of my life, definitely. I had this beat-up Talbot Horizon car that I'd inherited from my mum. We'd go down there; it kept breaking down, and we'd have to put like more water in it and stuff. There was one point where it completely broke down. I couldn't get it going. And there was this, like, like little chemical stream kind of thing, wasn't it? And we couldn't get the water out. So, while, while man dangled me over the stream. <laughs> it <laughs> worked, it,
1: though. We got it, the water it out. It fucking worked. If you'd let, you let go, I'd have been fucked. We were both thick twats. So you know, <laughs> Sean's intelligent. Anything but common sense, wise. Right? He didn't have any of the back then. We'd fucking... Well, remember one time, we were stuck in Liverpool. We had to phone his dad up to come and uh, change a puncture remember? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I still you don't know, know, know shit do. about cars. I'd still call AA out to fucking do a puncher
0: now. Let's see. Um, so we said he was playing there. Yeah. Other ones like Thunderdome, Manchester was good. Conspiracy, Manchester. It's when we would, we would go out. State, Liverpool, Quadrat Park, Liverpool. Baths. the
1: those Liverpool ones. To Manchester. like stuff, even that little scrapyard in Tox stuff. The Street one. Yeah. I liked to what you call it, too? The, um, that one with the dance floor and it was raised and it was like lights in, uh, Manchester. It was an old school one. Not, wasn't that wasn't the home. Was it the state? The
0: state was Liverpool. No, it was... There was one in Manchester that was, I remember, it was Bouncy. What was it called? Um,
1: I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember the name of it. Minute, not Ministry. It was one of them, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't name was one of the big ones it was one where we when we went we were in the line in martin Arsenal fire and they were in the same line and they were going in wasn't that conspiracy then it what was conspiracy, conspiracy?
0: You, coke, you got to yeah. Coke, yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and that one the time when the doorman we were going through us out and i'm convincing him that i'm a doorman from liverpool <laughs> like, We're we'll gonna bring a crew down i'm just blagging it i'm about to get filled in by these big fuck off dorms all these
0: manchester gang people yeah I mean, were, you, uh, were you with me the night when we came out of the conspiracy and it was just a wall of police, two lines of police. Someone had been stabbed dead. And um, yeah, we had to walk down these walls of police and the police were just looking at everybody's
1: faces. No, that sounds a hell of a lot like Van Buren on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, Sunday <laughs> morning, done it? Dumpsters. Crackheads coming out with dumpsters. While ravers are just like, ah! With the candy sticks well, and shit. We did some crazy-ass parties
0: on Van Buren, didn't we? So, this is Black Dolphin. Has Wildman ever had long hair and a beard? So he looked like Hagrid from Harry Potter? I don't know who Hagrid is. I don't, I don't watch Harry Potter. Do you fuck. guys know who Hagrid is, Joe? What does he look like?
1: Oh, I know who he is. The big fuck-off giant, isn't he? Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've had Did long train. Plays him, yeah robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. yeah <laughs> yeah have you ever had a long hair and a beard like that before robbie Coltrane style well i've had the long hair haven't i i've got it on my prison photo i quite like the prison photos that you're getting done for me now though i don't i've never i've always wanted you to set that orange one down with the long girl it look like a ponce I like the ones where it's like, sort of, it's like cartoony. The ones in the Mexico t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you won't get a t-shirt like that with me and you on it. That's a
0: shout-out to the guy who's doing our thumbnails on the YouTube videos. We really appreciate the work there. Uh, Really, really fucking quality. A lot of people are commenting saying, love the new thumbnails.
1: We've only been getting them now for about the past month or so. We appreciate all you guys who are working with us as well. You know, all these people who are asking me to do a lot of stuff. That... I never. I've never started this to accept gifts, but it, it feels good. Right, Jack Corcoran. Do you ever miss crack and meth? No, at all. No, no. It was alright at the time, but it was just—it's a form of um, escaping. Escaping one's mind, and w- when you decide you don't have to escape, you don't need it. So
0: remember that Colombian crack. Drug lord that you introduced me to, and when we almost got shot when you'd rented your apartment out to him and his dealers. Oh yeah, he was cool, him George. And they were impressed because you could inhale one one hundred dollar crack rock in one breath. George, the um, near, he had several brothers, didn't he? Near um, sorry for true names. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see next one. Um, Paul Michael, I live in Chester. Does Wildman fancy an Italian? And then a night on the strongbows in the city centre. He might have to get a suit on, though. It's quite posh here.
1: Uh, no. I'm not putting a suit on to go eat Italian, mate. i get spaghetti every fucking week. But I do, once again, I appreciate the offer. And I'm not being like, I haven't got a suit what fucking fits me anyway. I was looking for something a bit smarter. It's there for these podcasts. I got some, like, no, the Ben Shermans, the Oxford shirts. And I remember a while back, I fucking ripped Jackie Moore off. I got, like, a £1,000 of the clothes. And I got, like, fucking five of these Oxford shirts, 4X, fucking, look, nice and smart. I even washed them, I and them, put them on, the fucking buttons are popping. So I'm going to have to wear another Bat-2 Storm if I can wear them.
0: <laughs> Perhaps the Italian thing was asked because of your story. The night while man met, the clit taser girl. She was with a boyfriend and... Does he own an Italian place? She doesn't go as far as to say that. What does he actually say? I live in Chester. Does
1: wild man fancy an Italian? If I'm in Chester, what would a shirt do? Do we have to put a suit on? And could I get there? <laughs> That's only a mite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no a moose bouche all right, the heart two is asked. Well, man, if you were stuck on an island with the choice of only one type of food, what would it be? Not Pete's fish and chips. Monty's in Tempe. That Roman bread, fucking hell. It have would be you and Seth doing those red, red hot triple fucking hot?
1: What would it called? Oh, the the the, um, ch- the chicken wings. Yeah, Jesus Christ, you guys are everything so- in America is to excess. Well, you go away and you get like 6 to 12 or 24 chicken wings or something. It's like for a few people. Over there, they just give you a big bucket. Like, you're supposed to eat them individually. And You've got all the different infernal sauces and all that. But, yeah. No, I'd say my favourite food was probably that nice little, quiet. Well, it's hard. Because it depends what day it is. It depends. Some days I wake up, I want Mexican. Some days I wake up, I want fucking... Let me rephrase this then, because I'm
0: curious. uh, If you had to eat the same meal every day for the rest of your life,
1: what would that meal be? It'd be um, chicken tikka masala with palu rice and naan bread. Really? Um, Alice, Alice the the potato bread and a bit of dal. I'm torn, but I think, I'm almost at
0: the Indian level, but I think Sunday dinner,
1: roasties and gravy and everything. No, because it's it's that well you'd have to change the meat around, wouldn't you? You'd get achy on beef all the while. <laughs> Chicken, chicken's boring. Like that I think I'll, I'll stick with my curry. Oh, well, if I'm on an island, it'd have to be something where I could cook with fish too. So, a curry you can do a lot of things with curry, can't you? Yeah, you can. You can find a, an old fish on the fucking thing. What's half it? <laughs> curry it up and eat it. That's why they made curry back in the day, wasn't it? To hide the taste of the rank meat and yeah. flesh and
0: stuff, yeah. Let's see. So, um, Anne McLeod, Wildman. You're not conventionally attractive, but your personality makes you really handsome. I can see why you've never had a problem with getting the ladies. Why, thank you. Simon Harold. If you could change one thing apart from getting caught about your whole experience, what would it be and why? I wouldn't. Black Dolphin, have you or Wildman ever seen anything that has made you speechless or lost for words? Uh, Getting the clit tased? Yeah, the getting
1: the clit tased was with that and Joey Crack doing his fucking cock.
0: The Getting the clit made the whole room speech. I've got to admit, there was about 30, 40 people at, at that apartment. And um, the boyfriend was doing
1: the Italian food in the kitchen. That's where the Italians come from, isn't, isn't it? it, yeah? Yeah, he's probably not asked me for a meal at all. And I thought he had to put a suit on, you bastards. Yeah. And she just, like, squatted down, and she didn't have any knickers on, did she? No.
0: And she just, they'd been tasing each other and just giggling, tasing each other's bodies and giggling. And she's like... F- f- I'll show you fucking something. Fine looking, and then yeah, beautiful. And then she just gets the taser on a puss, and you can see the blue, like electrical bolt things, like just dancing up and down a labia and a clit. On a clit, yeah. And and she wasn't just like Bing Bong. She was like, and it looked like she was just going off into space. Her eyes were, like rolling around, like she's going off into space,
1: getting off on it. She was a cute girl, Corey. <laughs> she was one of the. It's one of them where you like you, you hook up with a girl like that you really don't have to go to a city bar or go you don't have to make excuses like we're going to play pool and out you know what I mean? It's all like if you're in the fucking bedroom. She was like her entire body was covered She's in aged. like scars and burns from
0: SM. Alright, um he's also asked Will Wellman ever do a review of his favourite beers and lagers and his least favourite ones?
1: Why does everything go around beers and lagers with me? I, I do have <laughs> other interests, you know. Uh, Well, this MS side is fucking shite. £7 for four fucking cans, and it's only 4.5%. So I wouldn't buy that from Marks and Spencer's ever again. There's a review for you.
0: <laughs> Christopher, what colour is Wildman's pillow? And does Wildman resent Sean for bringing him to America?
1: A. Hey. Fuck off. Get off our channel. I can't be <laughs> fucking ass. People going to worry about my pillow. All right, I've got a pillow, so fucking what? I'm not going to answer any fucking questions ever again. And I'm just going to abuse your name every time I fucking see you. I don't even want people like you on the fucking channel. You're a boring twat. Ben Horner.
0: Did you ever carry a weapon for self-defense? And that's the first question. Um.
1: No, it didn't actually.
0: Second question: Wildman didn't need weapons because when the crack, the Colombian crack drug lord, took Wildman collecting debts in Central Phoenix, the South Side, and all the roughest neighborhoods, Wildman would just go in with the the crack lord, and and people had put pull guns on them and shit, and Wildman just stood there, and they said to the crack lord, "Where's your guns?" And Wildman's like, oh, "I don't need fucking guns." And they just he was fucking... you have
1: him there for show for when the people don't, don't get him jacked. But if you go in there and you've got a guy with an AK and you just fucking sparking playing out, they're, like, they're not used to it. You know what I mean?
0: Even when I was dealing with the New Mexico Mafia, the most powerful, violent criminal organisation in Arizona at the time, and G-Dog, who introduced me to him because one of his brothers was one, and G-Dog said, just never, ever take Wildman to my brother's house. It's just a bad combination of events. So... Wildman did happen to be with me one night when I went over there, and they're all, the call comes to the door with their AKs and the mini machine guns and everything. And then they're like, to me, like, go in, and they're looking at Wildman, like, you stay here. Wildman just doesn't stand there quietly. Wildman's like, who the fuck are you talking to, you jalapeno head motherfuckers? I'm coming in with him. <laughs> this is This is the most dangerous fucking mafia in the country at the time. Right, so naivety on my part. Yes, putting his head in the lion's mouth. Um Ben Horner has also asked what is the craziest, most stupid thing you ever done on drugs? Fuck
1: okay, it, there's that many, mate. <laughs> there's that many. Um These are questions that I'll have to answer, but I'll have to have a good think about because I've got a few. Like, There's not one which just sticks out in my mind right now and think, oh, I know I did that. I've got fucking thousands of them fuckers. So what we'll do is we'll
0: save the rest of these questions for the Prisons podcast. Yeah. And um, we really appreciate all your support. You're asking to get Wildman in the studio. He's here. If if you're interested in more of Wildman stuff, like I said, Wildman's playlist. How many videos have you done now, in the playlist?
1: I've got, I think, about... I only thought I had about 40, but I actually think I've got about 55 now. 55 videos. If you want to watch him on
0: True Geordie, True Geordie, Wolf of Wall Street, Part 3. That's about a two-hour one. All of Wildman's stuff that led to him getting arrested, all the stuff we did together, that's a good one. You forgot your glasses, like. literally... Oh, yeah. Someone sent me these glasses. Let's try them. Let me just... Let me go real quick.
1: They actually sue you.
0: They said that these glasses would help me see Wildman's red dots, and also I will be able to detect before his eyebrow would move up.
1: No, he looks like... Let's see if it works. The guy from Crystal Maze.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd much prefer him when he was riff-raff, like on the Rocky Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: So they're pretty cool, though. Aren't they cool? Yeah, they're different like (laughs) that. Okay, I know you can't see red dot, You can't see fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the light.
0: <laughs> so what I'm saying here is hours more wildman content on his playlist. If you're a reader, the trilogy is Party Time, Hard Time, Prison Time. Link to them is in the description box. You can get them on ebook. You can get them paperback. They're all an audio book as well. And I have recently narrated uh, Prison Time myself. And if you've got more questions for a while, man, put them in the comments
1: below this. Oh, Muchly appreciated. Don't um, mention pillows. Yes, don't mention pillows or silly questions. Just keep in word, like, I mean, come on. So now
0: we're about to take a curry break, and we look forward to hearing your comments and questions
1: soon. Yeah, thank Cheers. you very much. And don't forget, no pillows or no, like, why has he got a couch behind him? Because I've got two couches in the fucking house. I like to sit on one and wank and the other one I've just fucking spunk free. All right. Well, okay. man has
0: done a video on can you wank in prison and can you fart in prison and soon we will be doing can you shit in prison and how do you wipe your ass in prison? Thanks for those
1: questions. And I will be doing one can you put a couch over someone's head if I keep <laughs> on fucking hearing about couches. <laughs> Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> nice one, though. that. Laugh. <laughs>